Hello, bookish people. Welcome to season two of the E Reads podcast. I am your host, Liz, and this is my podcast where I talk about authorship, books, writing, and all things creative. And I am so excited to get this episode out because we are celebrating the launch of Danny Williams' latest book, Book Three Shadows Price. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about her. Danny Williams is a paranormal romance author known for her captivating stories featuring vampires and shifters. With three books published, she brings a unique voice to the genre. In her free time, Danny loves to write and spend quality time with her furry companion, Lucy. Now, after this ad, we'll jump right into the episode where you'll learn more about Danny and how to create a successful book launch. Shout out to this episode's sponsor, Zencaster, my number one podcast tool. They provide a crystal clear sound and gorgeous HD video. I love that I can record separate audio and video tracks for me and my guest. Plus, there is a secure cloud backup, so I never lose the interview. It is easy to use and there is nothing to download. My guest just clicks the link and we start recording. Go to Zencaster.com forward slash pricing and enter the promo code EREADSPOD to get 30% off on your first three months off of the pro pricing. Again, that's Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R.com forward slash pricing and enter the promo code EREADSPOD and you'll get 30% off your first three months. Now let's jump right into the episode. Welcome, Danny. How are you? Fine. How are you? I am good. I'm very excited, y'all. You know, to, you know, to, for the audience to get to know you in your upcoming book. But I will slow things down and let you introduce yourself. So please let everyone know who you are. Okay, my name is Danny Williams. I um, I'm an author of Paranormal Romance, um, eventually fantasy as well. But right now, Paranormal Romance of the um, of the series Nightshade Vampires. Um, I've been writing now for a little over two years, but I really started publishing last year. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm pretty excited. I did two books last year. I have my first book coming out, um, my third book coming out um, actually in a, a couple of days on um, February 15th. And then I'm actually in a, already partway through writing book four. So I've no. literally been going, I'm constantly always writing something, even when I shouldn't, especially at, like when I'm at work or something. So I'm always got stuff, you know, in bits and pieces and just trying to get it all together and get it into book form. So <laughs> I did not know that because I always see you. So full disclosure. So me and Danny know each other offline and I'm always seeing like notifications that you're in a sprint room. And I'm like, I know your book is coming out. What are you working on? And so you have multiple, uh, you have a book four coming out. So like you are busy. Your book four coming out. And I'm also trying to write, um, I'm also trying to write a reader magnet because everybody says I need to write a reader magnet. But the problem with those is that they always get too big and they wind up becoming books. Um, because <laughs> my book three, which is um, publishing coming out this week, started off as a reader magnet. No. So 10,000 words. 40,000 words later, <laughs> I have a book. <laughs> oh my goodness. Like, so I'm like really excited to pick your brain about that. Like, how do you go from draft to like launch because you're you're doing this launch you've been creating content and I want to pick your brain about that but first I have a bookish question so are you ready sure 
So the question is, all I need is a good book and. So if you have a good book, what else goes really great for you with that? Whether it's a blanket, a long ride, like what it compares great with a good book. Good book and free time to lay in bed to read that good book. <laughs> yes. Especially since you are so busy either working or writing. So absolutely time is a good one. <laughs> I like definitely time. Um, I've, I've noticed like trying to like read a whole lot of books this year, like time yeah. is important or else you need to do an audio book. But I really do like just the pages and the smells and all of that, like the sensory from um, um, a traditional book. But you need time. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm with you on the audio books because, you know, while I'm driving, if I'm in the car by myself, I'm listening to audio books. So it mm-hmm. gives me my chance to still get my, you know, um, get, um, get my, my book, not uh, my book. Book, um, I really need to get my books in. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right. Got to get that book fix. But, yeah. you know, well, speaking of book fix, right? So we're all anxious to get our book fix with Shadow's Price, which is coming up. Is that, and that's the title of your na- latest novel. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. So tell us a little bit about this upcoming novel. What's this story about? Okay, this upcoming novel, while it's in the series, it's, it should be technically book three, but I just have it as a novella because it's not part of the arc that I was ro- working with. This came as a result of, okay, I need a, um, I need a reader magnet. So okay. I'm going to go ahead and write something um, based on a um, secondary character that's in another book and not even related. And then, you know, it all came. But essentially, this is about um, my, my, my heroine, Sheila Carter. She is running away from her um running away from something that her parents did um her parents stole from a mobster and the mobster killed her parents but he still thinks he's not paid off so he wants her um he wants her to be his mate as payment for the money that her parents stole from him okay she runs um she runs from Las Vegas over to Cleveland Ohio where she meets um the local master of the city master vampire of the city who she discovers she is his fated mate and of course, <clears throat> anything with faded mates, it doesn't go smoothly. He's autocratic. She's like pushing against them. Plus, she's dealing with um, she's dealing with all the drama of possibly being kidnapped to force to pay something back. So it's just shenanigans. I'm, I'm, I'm going from that point on. <laughs> and she has to make a choice whether or not she really wants to stay with her faded mate or does she keep running? <laughs> Ooh, listen. That sounds really good. And, you know, it. your stories, whenever like you, you share them, they're always like, you know, edge of your seat. Like you're like in the action. The action is so intense and believable. And like they're really great scenes. And so like what has helped you to develop that ability to just create books that people want to read? Reading a lot of other people's books. Um, I grew up reading. I also grew up writing while while I wasn't um, published. Mm-hmm. I helped pay for my college. Um, my college tuition was paid for writing short stories. Um, essentially, one, really? Yeah, I was an engineering major, but you know, I needed some cash. So um, in college, there was always these scholarships that were ranged from like two hundred fifty to like twenty thousand dollars if you wrote short stories or if you wrote essays. I spent more time writing trying to pay for college than I did. That is incredible. Yeah. And surprisingly enough, but that was back in the 90s, and I didn't want to go the traditional route in the 90s. Plus, I I had everybody who had, you're not going to make any money writing, so 
I, I, I left writing behind in college and went on and worked for a while. And then I had three or four years ago, I had a like, kind of a life shakeup. Yeah. My, I was at a job for 20 years. I was told, hey, you got three months to find another job in the company or you're gone. No. Um, so that really shook up how I did things. And I wound up going to another job where I discovered that, hey, I don't, um, my job, my current job now ends at four o'clock. So when it ends, I'm done compared to where before I was always on call 24 seven. So I had a lot more time and free up. So I started thinking, what can I do with myself? And I discovered I don't want to work for anybody else. So I started writing. <laughs> Facts. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So you started writing for yourself and here we are. <laughs> yeah. I started writing for myself and then I joined 20 books to 50 K mainly because I wanted to read, uh, I wanted to meet a couple of the authors that were on there. Yeah. And they were like, hey, you know, you could go, um, why don't you write this? Why don't you, if you're writing, here's what you need to do. And like listening to people, talking to people in that group. And then clubhouse was the biggest um, biggest thing is I started meeting actual real, I mean, not real authors, all the authors I met were real, but I actually started talking to them on Clubhouse. Mm. So Clubhouse was my biggest influence to actually get me to publish my first book. The writing community is just epic and, and the way that information is shared and the support. And so, you know, it, it's really inspiring to hear, like, even though you started out on this route of engineering and like to hear how writing was always kind of like that through line, right? Kind of like yeah. the backstory, right? Whether it was helping you pay through college and just, you know, again, being able to just, just be the thread. And then to now book three going on book four. Um, how does that feel? First of all, before I, I go into launch stuff. It feels great because before all I had written was short stories before. So to um, book three and then actually have people buy my book and read it and give me good reviews. And I'm like, oh my God, I really can write. <laughs> oh my God. I cannot wait to, to have that feeling. Right now, I feel like my book is just going to always be stuck in editing. So my first question for you is, how do you either develop the confidence or how do you take the book from editing to, okay, we're about to launch? Um, I literally, from editing to about to launch, it's, it's a couple iterations. I write the first iteration. I actually have a proofreader. I mean, I actually have a, um, it's not proofreader. I actually have an alpha um, reader who goes through and she, when I say she tears it up, she tears it up. Then I go through again and something if like on the first book, I felt that I needed her to go through it one more time. I went through it um, and I didn't tell her what I changed or what I didn't. I just handed it back to her. She tore it up again. She was like, well, you, since you added all this detail, you need to add some more detail. And then finally I had to say, you know, I can do, do this over and over again. I finally had to say enough. So I gave it to a developmental editor at yeah. this point because my reader is not a developmental editor. She tells you she's not a developmental editor. She should be, but she tells you she's not. And what's great is that English is not her first language. So she okay. really gets into it. So if you know of something, I'm, I'm worded awkwardly. <laughs> it's really right. awkward. My developmental editor was like, oh my God, this is really good. You know, but here's some more things. Once I finished, um, then I asked her, hey, do you think I need to revet it? She said, no. Fix this, get it out the door. She said, because you can edit to the end of time. <laughs> yes. She said, at a certain point, you just got to say, let it fly. And she said, the people when, they, um, when the people come and if they don't buy the book or anything, then she said, hey, maybe there's a problem. You know, then book two came out. This um, book two came out and book two was actually started from a prompt that in the group that we're in, that we did a prompt. Yeah. You know, so I did, um, but that's how book two got started from one of the prompts. <laughs> and I'm like, book two was originally supposed to be another couple and another part, but I, there was so much story that I left behind, left out in book one. 
that I took another couple that was associated with book two and told and kept the story going, but in a different um, same plot line, but a different direction going Yeah, from another person's perspective on the backstory of finding the mother and all that other stuff like that. So, and then the two books come back together. Now book, now this one, the novella is just completely, um, show us that cover again. Oh, <laughs> yes. Love it. Okay. Um, this one is like I said, it's a novella. It's not part of the arc. Book four, when I when I do my book four, is back into the main arc. This was just another couple. You know, I'm like, this is gonna be a, this is gonna be a. Um, it's, so this is not as this is not as long as my other two books, but it was originally only supposed to be ten thousand words. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh it 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 sounds like such a journey, but you know. I like how you talked about, you know, your developmental editor was less like, listen, you know, put it out there, right? Because you could, like, there's always something and you can edit, 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 mm-hmm. and like, it's never going to get out there, right? And then like, the great thing is, you know, and so uh, you are an indie author, right? And so for those listening, so indie authors have a little bit more, we'll say flexibility or control. So if you put it out and you're just like, yeah, I'm not ha- ha- happy with this, you can always go and make that change. And so I think that's also comforting is knowing that getting it to the best that you, you know, the, the, the point where you're most confident and then putting it out there. And, you know, can you give us some tips for folks that are like, okay, I've edited this thing to death. I'm ready to launch. What are some like launch tips and tricks that you found helpful? Okay. So launch trips. And now mind you, I'm not advertising yet, so in terms of like Facebook ads and stuff like that. But some of the launch tricks I did was get on podcasts. I've also tried to. Um, I've also did some um, some newsletter swaps with people to to get um to get out there and get ahead. I'm also paid to be in some newsletters. So um, if you, I haven't done the big one like BookBub yet, but I've done some smaller ones which help with traction. Really? Yeah. Um. There. Um. There's a couple of them that you know they're, they they have lists of like one or two thousand people, but you know, if 10 or 20 people buy it and they're not uber expensive. So I've tried some of the smaller ones first. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also did some um, on book one. I haven't done it on the other ones. I wrote some articles on and, uh, and posted them on Medium saying, hey, here's my process on this. That's and so smart. Did, yeah. And then there's some links. Um, there's some links on that. But that'll take a little bit more time. I might still do that again for this one, you know, and I'll, um, and then, you know, you just put your little disclaimer, you know. I get, you know, I get some proceeds from this, whatever. So talking to people and just getting it out there. And on Facebook, I've um, also in a TikTok, um, Instagram, do reels. Um, I don't like showing my face on a lot of reels. So I do like reels with the covers of my book. Smart. I'll get with quotes and things like that. So, I mean, I'm getting a steady stream um, of people that every day someone is reading it, um, on um, buying it or, or reading it on Kindle Unlimited. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. And like. A lot of those things, like some of them seem like they're like an immediate payoff and some are like they'll pay off over time. And I think that's like really smart, right? Like you don't want to like market and have sales the first week and then like nothing's dwindling in, but like you've set yourself up so that like there's like all these different layers, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm constantly, and since I only had, um, up until now, I only had two books. So I was constantly um, on TikTok and, um, and Facebook and Instagram putting out about these two books. 
And so, um, so question sorry. about that. So like, because a lot of times people say like, especially when you have a series, it's easier to like launch or market when you have multiple books. Like, did you find like the more books that you had, the easier it was to market? Yeah, because my sales from book one went up drastically once I had book two. Wow. Um, before, like every so often I'd get a sale. Once I like book two, since I launched book two last October, I've literally had somebody every day buying or reading the book. Even if it's not tons of sales, it's constant over. That's awesome. So I'm that this continues with um, with book three. I've also just launched my own um my own Shopify website. I just got to get a domain name because right now my domain name is like domain name at myshopify.com. Right, so I'm going to actually get a domain name for that. And it's only hooked to my, it's hooked to Instagram and Facebook. So that way now, if you see me, um, if you see me advertising now, me and doing videos, I can now hook reels to those, um, to that book so they can buy it and not leave um, Facebook at all. What? Oh my God. So like, I'm not even going to ask you a thousand questions about that. Cause I would love for you to come back and talk more about that once you have your domain name and stuff, but that's like awesome. Yeah. So far I'm, it's only been like up like a week so far. So I haven't really had any sales on it, but I'm still working to get all of the kinks up. There's still little, little things about it. So once I figure that out and I can start getting people now, once I start doing audio books and stuff like that, I'm going to then just go with a full Shopify store and put audio books on there, put paperback books on there, you know, stuff like that right now, because I'm in Kindle Unlimited, I can't put my eBooks on there. Okay. But I can still do other things. And I'm also thinking about once I get a few more books doing, doing some merchandise, like notebooks or stuff like that for like the print on demand. So that if somebody wants to buy, like a t-shirt with something on there, they can just do it and it'll. Okay. Daniel Williams is working for herself for real. Like she is <laughs> making an empire over here. I see you. <laughs> And I'm also doing, um, and a lot of what a lot of is face to face. So I'm doing a lot of like smaller shows, like craft shows. I'm also going to be doing comic cons this year. Going to do like romance shows. So I'm always giving out bookmarks or postcards with my stuff on there. Like, hey, check my website out. Hey, check this out. So even if you don't buy from me that day, you still can see it. Like, hey, you want to go on Kindle Unlimited because I know it's like the day after I do a show, my Kindle Unlimited goes up. Wow. Um, so even if they didn't buy from me physically at the show, they went on there and they still bought my book ebook. So, and this year, um, like I said, I'm trying, I'm new to the direct sales thing. So yeah. I'm working it out. Like I'm doing these smaller shows just so I can get my confidence up. Yeah. You know, all that. But my first big show is going to be Dreaming Dirty in Michigan. It's going to be held in Ann Arbor, Michigan on April 16th. I'm also going to be doing um, Monroe Pop Fest. That's going to be in September. And I'm also in June, I'm going to be doing, um, oh, the, the Age of Magic or Magic or whatever. It's a Black Comic Con. I'm going to be doing that too. So I'm going to be doing some bigger shows, um, you know, starting in um, second second quarter. Fantastic. And please send over those dates and information. So that way, listeners, if you're listening and you're in those areas and you want to meet Danny Williams and support her, please, the information will be in the episode show notes. Thank you. I will send all that over. I have an events page, so I'll send um, I'll send the events page over to you. I love it. And you like, you know, kind of like my takeaway from all this is keep talking about your novel, right? Like you keep putting it out there. You keep putting it out there. And like you said, like even if it's not a direct sale that day when you're in that person's face, you're seeing over time that 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 grows. And I think you know sometimes it can be so scary to talk about your work and to to promote yourself. But you that's really a good example that 
one, the launch isn't just that week or those couple weeks before your book. It is an ongoing developing thing. And it looks like so many different things. So like, you know, listen, whether that's podcasting, whether that's going to events, whether that's giving someone a bookmark, whether that's writing something like a blog or on Medium, you know, so just thank you so much for, for sharing all those tips. Oh, no problem. Like I said, I'm not um, a multi-million dollar author. Like I said, I'm just getting started. But the most important thing everybody keeps telling me is to just keep writing yeah. and keep pu- putting books out there. So I'm trying to make, now that I have that backlist, very short backlist, I'm trying to make that backlist earn some money. <laughs> I, I love that. And like, again, like it's really encouraging because I think especially for like new authors, right? You you have like that one book or that one project, that one novella, and you're just like, it's not moving. Should I give up? But, you know, again, like you're a really good example, like keep going, right? It takes time for people to get to know you and your work, but the payoff is there. And so that's really encouraging. Thank you. (laughs) Danny, any last things that you want to share with us that you think that we should know about, you know, not giving up on this author journey? Um, One thing is get to know, get to know fellow authors. There's many different ways from Facebook to Clubhouse, whatever, because when there's days when you don't have encouragement, find your tribe because your tribe will have your back. Yes. Find your tribe. Um, that's if you don't do anything else. And another thing, too, is something that um, both Michael Anderley and Craig Martell, two authors I really admire, told me to my face. You can't edit a blank page. Oof, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got to get something on that page. Yeah. They tell about, you know, if you um, if you don't ever write it, you can't edit it. You know, it's about... The first draft is going to be crappy. Fix that first draft, fix it, but don't keep fixing it either. Get it out there. Because again, you can have the most perfect work in the world, but if it's not published, nobody knows about it. Mm. And don't be afraid to try new things. And you can always learn something because I'm taking constant classes, um, online classes. Now I'm ta- Right now I'm taking a class on, um, um, does, um, I forgot what it's called, but it's, oh, it's on Facebook. I'm taking two different Facebook classes right now. So what? Oh my goodness. Really? Yeah. One offered by the writing wives and the other one is Mark Dawson's, um, Facebook um, ad class. That one's a little pricey, but it's thorough. Very, very thorough. Oh my goodness. I, again, like you're a good Testament example of like, just keep growing and not being afraid. Right. Like, yeah. um, I think, again, we we think sometimes our, our first book or our first thing is where we're going to end. But like, no, it's only up from there. Yeah, I mean, I'm seeing authors with 20, 30 books, you know, and they're making six figures a year. Well, they got 20, 30 books. So I figure, you know, if I got to get out there, I got to write these 20, 30 books. I'm going to get there because this is my retirement plan. So <laughs> amen to that. Listen, again, thank you. You've been an encouragement to all of us. And so for those who are listening and want to support, how can they find you? How can they connect with you? They can find me on my website, which is dannywilliamsauthor.com. Um, you can also find me on Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram at Danny Williams Author. So I try to make everything real easy for you. Everything's at Danny Williams Author and t- I'm Danny with two N's. Um, and when you go on my website, you can sign up for my mailing list. You can um, actually see, you can buy my paperbacks directly from me. Otherwise, you can link to all, um, to, you can link to Amazon, to my Amazon page where you can find, um, where you can buy um, the ebooks and everything. So. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, Danny, I have one last question for you. Mm -hmm. And this is, so I like to leave people with a prompt, right? Something that their creativity can be used, whether that's in writing, baking, music, you know, painting 
or just existing, right? And so mm-hmm. if you had to leave us with a prompt, it could be a word, it could be a phrase, what would you leave us with? You can't, um, you can't um, nothing beats a failure, but a try. If you don't try, if you don't try, if you just say, I can't do it, you'll never do it. Try it. You might discover it's not for you, but you won't know until you try. Ooh, that's a good one. You never know until you try. All right. So listeners, listen, stay tuned to the end of this episode and see what I do with this prompt by Danny Williams. Please go out there and pre-order and purchase her new book, Shadows Price, which is it currently up on Amazon for pre-order? Yes, it is. It is currently up there for pre-order. So listen, go and support. And Danny, thank you so much and be well. Thank you so much. The wispy clouds drift across the amber-colored sky. Clara's emerald green eyes twinkle as she squares her shoulders. Looking out into the expansive calla lily field, she breathes, Today is the day I fly. Pulling her cape from her bag, she ties it around her neck. The knot rests upon her throat, filling her with anticipation. Pushing past the peanut butter and jam sandwich, she removes her father's old camcorder. Setting it in position, she runs atop the hill that will become her launch pad. The lilies sway under the wind that causes goosebumps to line Clara's arms. Her cape blows in the wind and she places her hands on her hip, posing for the recorder. The recorder is in position to capture the moment she flies, a dream she and her father shared. This is for you, Pa, she shouts, both to the recorder and her father watching over her in the sky. Her feet run fast, faster than ever. Reaching the edge, she leaps. Flying in the sky, the cowardly sway as if applauding her attempt and stretching to catch her. Tumbling to the ground, Clara rolls. Her landing is hard, stealing her breath. Winded and sore, she stares into the sky. Nothing beats a failure but a try, right, Pa? She screams, smiling and knowing one day she will fly. <laughs>